You're listening to Bethany Radio. More content is available on iTunes or online at BethanyBibleLeroy.com. If you turn with me to the book of Colossians, chapter 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in in, in Christ at Colossae, Grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you since the day that you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, And in him all things hold together, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, became a minister." Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. The mystery, hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is our text. Him we proclaim, 
warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Have you ever had a four-second good idea? That's where you consider something. If you'd have considered it for maybe five seconds, you'd have probably scrapped the idea. That's probably what led to me standing up here this morning. <laughs> I can tell you what I was thinking, but I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking Mike does a nice job, steady job of teaching through the scriptures, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. Um, remember thinking of Joshua, and I think before that it was Mark. Um, been a long time, whatever it was. But now we're settling into Philippians. And I was thinking how the theme, the constant theme of God's provision, his, God's faithfulness to his people in the work of building his kingdom. I was thinking how good it's been to hear again and again from the pages of Scripture how God works his power in the, in the weak and the ordinary individuals that he uses to build his kingdom. I was thinking about a few weeks back when in the adult Sunday school class, we were, it studied Psalm 121 and the source of our strength when all that surrounds us seems overwhelming, the source of our strength. The, the psalmist proclaims, my help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Whether they're hills or mountains, Whatever we're facing, our strength comes from the Lord. I was thinking about some of the things that I've been working through personally and even within your own lives. I know that there's been some trials and some challenges and some rejoicing and all of these just reflecting again on God's faithfulness and God's provision and And then the matter of Mike and Hannah's dedication of Esther and their desire to formally submit themselves to the working of God in their lives and the yielding of their children to his will and direction and kingdom purposes. Knowing that it's it's not about letting go and letting God, but rather seeking and trusting the, the wisdom and strength from the Lord, to do the work that he's called them to do. And how do I know that he's called them? They have four children. They're full-time evangelists in this this work. And then came the birth of our granddaughter, Monday. And as beautiful and precious as she is, little London, just like all of us, needs a Savior. And so I thought, I can probably just tag on to the dedication and have a message. Might give Mike a break. So I offered to Mike, and then I committed to Mike, and then I thought, what was I thinking? So anyway, that's where we're at. But I think most four-second good ideas get, get bought 
because we don't understand, we don't recognize our limitations. We don't recognize the limitations of our flesh. Just before Jesus was arrested in his trial, (coughs) he was eating the Passover meal with his disciples. And, And Jesus, knowing he was headed to the cross, said to his disciples, you will all fall away because of me this night. And Peter boldly answered, though they all fall away because of you, I will not fall away. To which Jesus replied, Peter, certainly this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said even more emphatically, even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples made the same claim. Do you think they all underestimated their limitations? I love that the Bible doesn't polish uh, the condition of those who followed Jesus, even or, or, or should I say especially those that he used in his uh, earthly ministry. When his disciples fell asleep twice while Jesus was praying in the garden, He said, watch and pray, because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Well, let's get back to the text. Verse 28 and 29 of Colossians 1. 28, Paul says, him we proclaim. Who is the him? Well, if we look across the page to verses 15 through 19, we see a psalm-like description of Christ. Now, if, if the I am claims that Jesus made about himself upset the Pharisees to the point that they picked up stones to throw at him, I, I don't think it should be any surprise why Paul, we find him in prison for his proclaiming and, and living Christ, the gospel of Christ. These he is claims by Paul, speak of the wisdom of Christ and the authority of Christ and the power of Christ. Do you, do you know what keeps the cells of our bodies from just, well, I don't know, Frank, there's probably a lot of cells in our bodies, but he would know. But what keeps them from just sloughing, sloughing off into a pile of mush? Scientists will tell you that it's the laminin cell. And it's pretty cool because the DNA chain of it looks like a cross. But I want you to understand that the design of the laminin cell and its, its continuing to function as it was designed to do is because Christ is holding all things together. Paul says again now, uh, in, back in our text, Paul says, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom. What is the wisdom? If we look up to verse 25, 26, and 27, he says, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations but now revealed to his saints 
To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you. What's been revealed? We sang about it earlier, the only name. Acts 4.12, there is no other name under heaven by which men must be saved. Acts 16.31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And one of my favorites, well, they're all my favorites, I guess, but Romans 5.8, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why is Paul concerned with warning and teaching everyone all wisdom? What's the goal? He wants believers to grow to maturity in Christ. Will believers reach maturity in Christ if the message of the church is, yes, believe in Jesus, but only as a prophet or a good teacher? And you need to keep the laws and traditions and do all sorts of acts of kindness to earn and keep your salvation. Or maybe the opposite is true. The message of the church is live in a way, whatever makes you happy, as long as you believe in God, He loves you, and He'd never send you to hell. And maybe there isn't even a hell. Don't, don't hang around these lies. Don't, don't tolerate these lies in your life. Sin is what drove our sin, your sin, my sin, is what drove Jesus to the cross. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 through 11 says, Now we know that the law is good. If one uses it lawfully, understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God which, with which I have been entrusted. Those who claim to be Christians and are comfortable with a lifestyle and behavior like we just read about in First Timothy, or those who would say, well, it's, it's just the way I am. Or, or God made me this way. As an excuse to keep on sinning, be warned. You're not producing fruit that glorifies God the Father. Verse 29. For this I toil. And here's, I'm sorry, here's why I don't embrace the idea of let go and let God. Paul worked hard living and proclaiming the gospel of Christ. Saying, for this I toil. The same word is used in Genesis 5. When Noah was born, his father uh, said that out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, one shall bring us relief from work and the painful toil of our hands. And in Philippians 2, I expect Mike's going to get there in a few weeks, Timothy 
Paul, Timothy, and, a, and Epaphroditus are laboring in the gospel. And Epaphroditus becomes seriously ill, nearing the point of death. That's how, that's how seriously, how hard he had labored in the, in the ministry of, of the gospel and serving Paul. Faithfully living and proclaiming the gospel message that the world hates is hard work. And it's impossible in the flesh. It's impossible. Look again at Paul's source for the, for the strength to toil in verse 29. Christ's energy that Christ powerfully works within Paul. Look over one more time at verse 19. For in him, that is Christ, in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Do you think all the fullness of Almighty God working in you through Jesus Christ is enough to produce in you faithfulness to live and proclaim the gospel? Well, I believe it certainly is. But I want to make one thing clear. The power of God is only available for those who, through faith, have surrendered to Jesus. God's power works through Christ in our lives. So no matter how much we toil, no matter how much we struggle, we cannot, we cannot mature in the strength of the flesh. We have to draw on the strength of Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you again for your word. Lord, I, I thank you for your faithfulness to us, your patience with us, your love for us, the work of the cross, the message of the cross. Father, we thank you that you've not left us wondering about this mystery, that you have revealed it. Our hope, our eternal hope of, of glory and Relation with you is found in Jesus Christ and Him alone. Lord, I pray if there's any here who have not repented, have not turned away from their sin and trusted in you alone for the forgiveness and salvation that we all need, Lord, I pray you'd stir their heart to do it today. Lord, we know that you meet us, you come to us, in our condition, whatever, wherever we're at. So we ask this morning, Lord, that you'd have your way in each of our hearts for your glory. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. You've been listening to Bethany Radio, a production of Bethany Bible Church in Leroy, Minnesota.